challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you with me on the Great Man Podcast. Listen, the Great Man Podcast will always be free and available to everyone, but I do want the help of those of you who feel invested and those of you who have means. You can go to the greatman.tv website. You'll see in the upper right-hand corner a place, a button that you can click on and figure out how to help us. Let's dive in. I want to talk to you about manly sacred space. Now, let me start this way. Uh, I have this very much on my mind because we're moving from our downtown Nashville home to another place in Nashville. Our offices are moving, etc. And so I'm thinking about this room that I'm sitting in right now, really for the last time. (laughs) Let me give you a little bit of a description. Years ago, my wife and I bought uh, this uh, townhome in downtown Nashville, and it had a room with no windows. Perfect for me. I like rather dim light in my office and in my uh, studio work. And so I decided to turn it into a little bit of a man cave for work. It's really an office, but I decided to put a little bit of style into it. Let me tell you how simple this was. I painted the walls hunter green. I did kind of a leather effect on the ceiling, so it's kind of brownish and leather looking. I bought, I believe it was at Home Depot. <laughs> it wasn't anything fancy. Um, an oriental looking carpet. And I put in a couple of antiques that my mother had given me and I'd inherited from my mother. And I bought a desk and a little bit of overstuffed furniture. i telling you honestly, uh, I, I, it was not expensive. It was not that high style. Uh, yeah, I've got some nice pictures and stuff to put on the walls. Just things I've accumulated in my travels. Um, you know, but it's it's just it's just a, a, a room uh, that I built a little bit around my style, my preference, what I like to look at. But it wasn't high dollar. It isn't fancy. It's it's only about twelve by fourteen. Um, But let me tell you why I'm telling you this. I've had men, I've been living in this space for 17 years. Uh, I've had men walk in this room. I'm talking about men from every station and economic level, high ranking politicians, rock stars, um, and, and just my average buddies, you know, just guys who, you know, I know and work with and love and shoot with and play racquetball with and whatever walk in this room and just almost melt. Oh, I wish I had something like this. Oh man, what a, what a great place. And I'm telling you, I want to tell you again, it's nothing but paint and a little bit of furniture. There's, I promise you, there's nothing high dollar in here. There's nothing massive. Uh, There's nothing, you know, not some great big dramatic desk or something. It's just, and by the way, excuse us, there's some construction noise around us. We can't change that. So I hope it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother us. But my point is that men have been walking into this room for almost two decades. And I'm talking about people who live in mansions in some cases. And they talk like it is, I just wish I could have something like that. 
And I, and I, and I want to tell you that it really has taught me something and contributed to something I really believe about men. And that is, I believe men need manly, sacred space. Now, that doesn't mean you got to run your child out of his bedroom and take over the room. doesn't mean it's got to even be a room in the house. But I believe that men need a place that is a bit set apart, even just in, if only in their own minds, as a place to be and reflect and think. And throughout my life, I've watched what men do. I've watched men um, have this kind of space in a huge variety of ways. For some, it's just a, a, a place in the backyard. They put a few Adirondack chairs around it uh, and, and, and put a fire pit in the middle. And that was where they'd go and they'd sit and they'd think and they'd pray and they'd reflect and, and, and other men would occasionally join them and maybe they'd have a cigar or something to drink and they'd sit and look into the fire. It was their manly, sacred space. Uh, I have come, of course, through many uh, roles in my life. And I remember I worked, I was a senior pastor of a church, as I'm sure most of you know, um, and that church was downtown. And I used to leave my office and go where nobody could reach me. And I'd go to the roof of the building that looked out over the city and I'd sit on rocks uh, that were embedded in tar <laughs> on the roof. And I'd think and I'd reflect and I'd pray. Sometimes if I could time it right, I'd watch the sunset. I'd watch the cars go by. I'd get perspective. That was at that stage in my life, my manly sacred space. It is not necessarily a, a room of the house. It is not necessarily something you build that's high dollar. It's a place you go to. I know one guy who built a platform in a, in a tree he thought was beautiful and that had a beautiful uh, view out over a valley. He just built it in his backyard. It probably didn't cost him, but a hundred bucks and lumber and nails and whatever. Um, but he built it up in a tree and he would go and he would sit there. Eventually he had to put something over it just in case it rained or misted. And that's where he sat and he would think, and he would look out. It's what he wanted to do. There are as many varieties of this as there are men. But the point I'm wanting to make is that men need a place to go. They need a place apart. They need a place to reflect. I've known men for whom this is an, uh, a cemetery nearby their home. They walk over there. They sit on a bench. They contemplate the lives that have been lived. They contemplate their lives. That's sacred space for them. I know some men for whom sacred space is literally a chapel uh, at the university uh, where they coach or they teach uh, and they go there. And that's where they reflect. You can see how many varieties there are here. For me, it happens to be my office, which has a bit of a living room, setting room in it, setting in it, uh, a couple of couches. And it be, but because it's painted a certain way, because it's calm, because it has swords and a trident on the wall, uh, because somebody gave me a, a great big eagle, it, that's on the wall. Uh, and men walk in and I keep it kind of dim lit. Um, and uh, I've got a, got a little tray over in one corner that's got a little liquor on it. And uh, I don't smoke pipes anymore, but my the pipes I've owned are on a little display on a shelf. Uh, it just speaks manliness. And of course, there are books and the television and what have you. It, again, it's nothing high dollar. All of you could afford this. My, the, I, I want to just take the focus off the money side of it. But men walk in, 
And I had a hard time sometimes getting some of my friends out of my office because it's the most calm, reflective, man theme, encouraging place they sit in. And these are people who live in mansions. They've just not prioritized the space. My point is not to give you advice on remodeling your home, not at all. If I get letters from wives and, and uh, roommates who say he's gone crazy and it's your fault, I'm going to be mad at you. My point is that men have a hard time prioritizing the control room that I've talked about before, just taking time aside to reflect on their lives and leading their lives from a control room, a space where they meet with God and pray and think and reflect and make take notes and contemplate every arena of their life. And they also have a hard time creating space for that. They have a hard time thinking in terms of a control room, which is really a condition, not a space. And then they have a hard time thinking in terms of space. Those are two different things. I happen to have it as both my office and my space, but other men have a different situation. Now, I recommend it not be your car or your pickup truck. I recommend you not do it while driving. That's that's that that means it's 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 limited by how long your trips are, and it tends to double as a workspace. Uh, that doesn't always work well. I also think you ought not to be doing anything, not be driving, not be taking phone calls, not be thinking about the job site you're about to drive onto, that kind of thing. I recommend you sit somewhere quiet. But my point is that my simple little office has meant so much to men who have walked in and most of them could have had it. They just hadn't thought about it. There was a space in their house. There was an attic. There was a place on the roof. There was a place they could have created in the backyard. There was a chapel nearby, a cemetery, whatever. Uh, there was there was a manly sacred space they could have created, a place to meet with God, a place to think, a place to pray, a place to reflect, a place to get quiet, uh, a place to maybe meet with other guys that they want to, but that's not the primary purpose. The primary purpose is that you have a place that means something to your soul, is inspiring, is encouraging, is pleasant. And you go there regularly and it's, and it's recognized a little bit by your family, your buddies as a place for you and not just for everybody to crowd in. And I'll tell you, I've seen it be as simple as I know a guy who remodeled a walk-in closet in his house and he just put a great big poster at the far end. It was a Churchill poster that encouraged him. And yeah, he had a desk and he had chairs in there, but that's where he went to reflect. That's where we, he went to say it was that simple. And then other guys, like I say, it's out in the woods. It's at a certain place. It's at a chapel, whatever. My point is, where is your manly, sacred space? Where do you go to sit and reflect and think? Some of you are going to tell me I do it in the weight room. I do it when I'm running. I recommend you not double it up as an activity. I recommend you make it a place where you sit still and you reflect and you think and you don't have any other job you are doing. Nothing else that can f break in on you. Smoke what you want, drink what you want, eat what you want. That's, that's not the primary issue. The primary issue is that you're calm, you're reflective. The space means a something to you. It's a little bit inspiring. It's beautiful, like the guy looking out from his tree over a valley. But find a regular space to go to at which then you have this control room thing I've talked about and you're thinking and you're reflecting. It has saddened me over the last years to have this little, little room. Some of you are listening. You've even been in this room. 
and to have it be really nothing special. I mean, it's special to me, but it's but it's not anything, you know, in terms of market value or, you know, some dramatic thing they're going to take photographs of. But to have men who could have had it easily in their lives, I'm talking about men with multiple homes, big mansions, men who actually work in the White House, you know, that kind of stuff. Guys who had plenty of means and then other guys who were creative enough to make it happen on, on, on for ten dollars. And none of them had thought about it. None of them had prioritized it. I couldn't get them out of my office. Why? Because it spoke to them in a way that no other space in their in their lives did because they hadn't made it a priority. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about my space. Again, I'll say it one more time. No big deal. But they hadn't made it a priority for their soul's sake. And for men to be great men, for men to be powerful men, for men to be centered men, they need to be men who can stand, who can sit in a place and contemplate their lives and make decisions and talk to God. And yeah, maybe involve another man or two upon occasion. But from that space and in a condition of thinking in terms of the control room of their life, they are, they are calm and centered and stepping out into the world from a reflective place. Where is your manly, sacred space. This is important. And it can be as simple as a park bench or a tree or the back of a chapel somewhere near your home. This is one of the great arts of noble manhood. To join the great man movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men. Mansfield's book of manly men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.